and so many. And we're live. everybody welcome back to what week is it jeffrey week, week seven. seven we love week seven here don't we mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so for those who are joining us we're back live it's been a little it's been a hot minute and we have all of us here tonight which is wonderful so uh to the right of me we have mr jeffrey hi como esta this is Spanish, ah, Jeffrey. I see, I see. This is the Spanish. And 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 we've been back with us live this week is Miss Kristen. I'm Welcome. Here. Hi. I'm here. A bit tired, but here. Como te llamas? Uh, muy tired. No, that was his name. <laughs> tired. Your name is very tired. Yes, my name is very tired. <laughs> <laughs> And tonight, blow, and tonight blow me is Brian. Hello. Como te gusta mi pinga? <laughs> Brian, what, way to bring the energy, no Brian. Espanola. <laughs> and last but not least, we have... Gary. No, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was well, look special. At that. Now everybody is thrown off. Is it Gary? Is it Dana? <laughs> Who oh, can say? Right. Well, w- welcome to our one listener. So, uh, thank. Oh no, we're up to two. <gasps> oh my hey, we're fancy. Hey y'all! Thanks for joining hey. us. So we have an interesting topic that we're going to dive into in a minute. But I thought we might. We haven't checked in a while. In a while, so let's check in. How's everybody doing? What's your emoji? How are we oh. feeling today, everybody? Mm. Oh, well, let's start with Brian. He just, somebody gave us a yawn, but let's start yeah. with Brian. Brian, what's up? That was not me, but I am a six. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Talk- a one and a six. I'm happy, but tired. You're a happy, sleepy guy? <sighs> exactly. All right, all right, all right. So what's 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 behind the tired? Uh, we just had a long weekend with like we went to two different barbecues saturday and sunday and then we had a bunch of stuff to do today so yeah you know i feel like that that happens you know memorial day weekend is always a challenge because there's the events the family obligations and then for those of us in upstate new york it's like the first real weekend of summer and the weather yeah, did really. cooperate. So we're trying to get our gardens in, get the yards cleaned up, everything, you know? So yeah, all that I'm stuff. Exactly. Feeling that Dana. Yeah. How are you feeling today? I got a trifecta of one, six and 11. Uh, all right. Pretty good mood. Uh, tired because uh, Central New York has conditioned me to exist outside of sunlight. And now that there is sunlight out, it actually takes a metabolic process for me to be outside in it. So when I was outside in the sun today, I'm, I'm exhausted just from that. I, I had to deal with sun, so I'm really tired. 
Uh, aside from that, I'm an 11. Uh, 11, I'm putting that somewhere around like uh, I, I've, I've reached a, a little a little mindset where I, I can see the absurdity in existence and laugh at it. So that's that's where that is. That's good fun. That's a healthy that's outlook. Good. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Jeffrey, how you doing? Hmm. I'm all right. I'm all right. I think I'm kind of at a nine, a one, a two, a ten, an eleven, a five, a three, a six, an eight. You know, all right. At least there's no fours. Mm, oh, that was this morning. Oh, was there a seven? Uh, not yet. Not for me, the kids, the kids. Not the, for I've, me. I've had the kids were sick again. I'm like, son of a bitch. We yeah. want, I took them into Walmart for the first time in two. Like, that's and they it, that's like, what you know, Yeah, yeah. The first time in years they've been into Walmart and yeah, they all got sick again. So Yay. I just love that you don't count sequentially. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. you thank you. Yeah, you could have gone in order, but instead you kept I, us guessing a little bit. Like, where I'm are we here going all here? week. I'm here all week. Thank you, my love. And Kristen, welcome back. How are you doing, my dear? Uh, I'm kind of like Jeffrey right now. I'm like a six, an eight, nine, an 11, a one. I'm all of the emojis. Minus all- seven, minus four. You know, I'm all of them. Well... <laughs> All right, then. We, we're we're experiencing the full range of emotions here this week. Um, yeah. I'm solidly hanging out at a one. If there was an emoji for too much sun and burnt to a crisp, that would also be me. Uh, <laughs> word of advice, seven. don't have your children apply your sunscreen. <laughs> you look like a Pollock painting, don't you? Oh, at pretty much, yeah. <laughs> we were trying to discern if it was... The pattern of my bathing suit or if it was misapplied sunscreen but i really think it was a combination of all of those things so there's vibrant red spots here and on my back and you know yeah yeah it's gonna be an interesting night of trying to figure out where the blankets and sheets belong You know, oh, the man. hot, cold, too much sun, these that's, rosy cheeks yeah. I have going on. This is all sun. <laughs> Sleep in the pool. Yeah. You see, like, my forearms. Yeah. A lot of sun. I can't, it's, can't really. Sleep in the pool. They're red. Let me see if I take my watch. Band. Oh, my. Oh, yeah, there oh, you go. I have, a far, yeah. I have a farmer's tan going on. Hey. Oh, sexy now. We are no longer PG. Brian is taking it all off, baby. Let's oh, that was the wrong show. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kristen and I are looking like powder. Mine's just a right, light filter. So pale. Yeah. So should, very pale. And lots of bags under my eyes. We should do a theme, a themed episode where like we all just dress as like a character that seems unrelated and not explain it or address it for the entire show. Just make it awkward. Yeah. What the hell's going on? They're not even talking about it. This must and be the regular thing. Then ne- next week, have people trying to guess what the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> it could be yeah. a thing. Yeah, so the other thing I tried to do, because I know you all care deeply about this, but I tried to color my hair today. Ooh. And here's the funny thing about buying the cheap stuff from the store oh, and God, doing it yourself. Kelly. No, I mean, oh, it's God. all right, right? 
it literally doesn't matter what shade of hair color I purchase and apply to this head. This is what it looks like. It doesn't matter. Th this is champagne blonde. <laughs> you know, I, maybe that's why I didn't say anything because it just looks like your normal color. Exactly. So it really doesn't matter. That's what I figured out. It doesn't matter which box I bring home. It's going to come out looking like uh, this. You so, can oh. even send Andy to go wow. buy a box for you. I, yeah. I can recommend a box for you that will definitely change your color. Is it bleach? Yes. <laughs> you, remember that one, you remember that one with the dude for, with the spiky hair that time you stuck your head in the oven? And then I had to I was like, who, man? We, we oh. both looked like skunks. Oh, yeah, because we were trying yeah. to bleach our head. Yeah, yeah, that was. You know what I really miss? Yeah. I miss. That was the thing back then. I really mm -hmm. miss Sunnen. Oh, that was not a friend of mine for a nickel or a dime. Mm. Oh, it Wait, was wasn't that just like peroxide and lemon juice? Essentially, that was the, yeah. that was before Pinterest, but yes, that's basically how to orange that was Pinterest look. Yes, orange. I was orange. Well, Andy was orange too, and his mom was really pissed because he decided to put sun in like right oh. before his senior photos. Yeah, oh. well, that's Joyce was always Great. like, "You're not dyeing your hair. You're not dyeing your hair." Yeah, okay, but I feel fine. like Sunnin was the way around that because yes, and that was and she was furious. Yeah, you. Didn't I shaved. I shaved my say. eyebrows before my uh, senior photo. Well, why? <sighs> and I tried to shave them like, and they just kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And my senior, they're like this short. <laughs> oh yeah, that was. Remember that? Yes. Well, why? Oh, I don't know if I you can see it. I don't know. But I didn't know how to like get them waxed, and I just you didn't know how to groom. Like, not really. He kind of had caterpillars. I did, yeah. No, they, it grows together. It's one. Oh, you it's unibrow one brow. Okay. I gave yeah, caterpillars. I gave yeah, myself a, a haircut. This is one today. caterpillar. And like, I, I trimmed my eyebrows, but I used a guard that was like one too short than usual. So if you look at my eyebrows, they're like, <laughs> they're like really. They're they're pretty I, not. They're little. I didn't want to say nothing, but as soon as we got on camera, I was going to ask where Dana's if eyebrows was wrong go. with your eyebrows because yeah. something looked off. But I didn't, you know, I was. I like, thought it was a lighting. Yes, yes. So did I. No, Dana, fix your lighting. Your eyebrows yeah. disappeared. Give them a week. They'll fill back in. They'll be fine. Just, I got a pen you can borrow. Yeah. Oh my god. There we go. They just look like light, like yeah, black. Yeah, I, I do it all the day and look the shit that I've done to my face. Like my beard's never even. It's always like off a little bit, you know. So how do you adjust on camera? Do you just tilt your head so that we think it's like taking Nobody a landscape? Notices. Photo. You can't really you know what I mean? You can't tell if it's off back here. No, you we just assume you're going like this just or like, like that. Look at I've got right now, are you kidding me? I've got a mullet going because I cut the sides. I took trimmers and went down on each side and left the back. So oh, if you look, that's stylish right now. The back is way longer than the sides because I didn't care about the back. I you look like you're it. about to do some Russian parkour with that haircut. And I just had to <laughs> trim it so that I could do the TikTok videos and not worry about it being poofy on the sides. But now I'm wearing a hat constantly because I can't stand the way it because looks. Because you period. know. I uh, want to see Jeffrey in a man bun. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I can imagine yeah, I that pretty solid. Yes. I you, Brian's yeah. kind of... I can see I, Brian doing it, but I can see Jeff. You never yeah. had You have seen me with long hair. I've had hand, yeah, hair long down hair. past my chin. 
a long, long time ago. It wasn't that long ago. It was. Oh, come on now. I had Crystal was living with <laughs> us. No. Crystal, yes. Your hair no. was not that long ago. No. There that is a picture no. of me with a Mackenzie Childs play. It was Halloween. And I had that horrible button-down <laughs> shirt on the porch. And I look like um, a, a beached whale. And I'm on the front porch with a Mackenzie Childs platter and cupcakes on Halloween. And my hair is down to here. Yeah. Yes, kids. I'm have to see that. I don't know. I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't go, go look on Facebook. It's there. <clears throat> yeah, you're going to have to repost that. <laughs> yeah, because Liz, you remember Liz? Liz and Heather? Liz, message, oh, yeah. she's like, what the hell's going on with your hair? She's like, go get a haircut. You look like a fag. We got a, well, all right. She's but, like, she can say that. It's okay. No, it's okay. You. Wait, I thought it was Liz and Jamie. Well, Jamie's dead, honey. She can't be a part of that no more. I know, but who the fuck is Heather? Her wife. Oh, yeah, she got, I forgot about that. Yeah, they've been together for like awkward. 20 years. I killed those brain cells. I'm sorry. Hi, Jennifer. Yeah, Jamie's been dead a long time. Oh no, I know that. Okay, I'm just checking. Ten years, I, ten years, I think, right? I'm uh, longer than that. We're losing people there, Brian. We're losing people. Rest in peace. Hi, Jennifer. I already did that, Jeffrey. I know, but I clicked the thingy. I don't know. So, I don't have a thing to click. I can just see them. I have. I have a. Thing you just to click. push it. I can. Push yeah, it. you can. Push All it. All right. So push it hey. Do we do we want to jump into our topic for the week? Yes, let's talk about it. All right, so we are going to dive into a fairly complicated topic. I mean, we talk, it's talked about a lot, but I think when you really dive into it, it's complicated. Forgiveness and everything that it entails. Because, gosh, looking back on it in preparation for tonight's show, I realize there's a lot more to it than just forgiveness so who do we want to start with hmm. jeffrey oh oh me <laughs> so here all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna toss one at you here is forgiveness possible in every situation or is there a line that somebody can cross where forgiveness is just not an option well i think the pc answer would be if you want to find peace within yourself I think you you have to kind of forgive every situation uh, in order to move forward. I don't think it's easy. I think it's very difficult. Um, but I think it's the only way to move on. But it's a work in progress that you have to kind of work forward. Work forward? Work on constantly. Work towards. Work, work towards. towards, yeah. Um, it's a very sticky situation. You know, like there's things that are unforgivable. But if we don't forgive, how do we grow? Well, a lot of people think, too, that, like, uh, you don't have to forget, even though you forgive, you know, what the person still did. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and just because you forgive them, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change what they did. It doesn't change uh, them being, you know, if you've decided yeah. to remove them from your life, it doesn't change, you know, if they've committed a crime, it, it doesn't change anything. Well, and well I a lot of times too, forgiveness is for you and not for them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it really is. I mean, and I, I think that's the biggest part of it is that recognizing forgiveness doesn't mean that you invite 
that person or their behavior into your life going forward. It just means that you're reconciling with the past and letting go rather yeah, than hold it, holding it on, right? So hard to do. It is so hard. Oh, yeah, it's so hard. Kristen, yeah. Kristen's making some faces, so I want to hear a little bit about what that expression means for you. No, I mean, I can. I agree <laughs> that you can definitely um, – sorry, the dogs are doing yoga in front of me. Um, I believe that you can definitely forgive. Forgetting is um, – I mean, I think you can all, I, I mean, I think there's times that you can forget. And, and there's also times that I agree that the forgiveness is for yourself. I mean, I have been in the situation as of late with the picture I shared with you guys about uh, a character of somebody that I was very good friends with who um, I'm in, in shock still over that that was a kind of person this individual was in the wake of everything going on in the world, um, that somebody is that tone deaf. And I think there's behaviors like that that are just unforgivable because they will just never get it. They will just never get what they're doing wrong. So for me, it's better to just cut out, cut it out. Just cut that person out of. Person it's interesting. It's interesting that every that several people have brought up forgetting because I don't think forgetting is helpful. I think we need to learn from the past, you know, mm -hmm. and recognize when behaviors are harmful or behavior towards us or how we interact with with, with others can be toxic. Actually, you know, and I think there's an important distinction between forgiving and forgetting. It's you yeah. can remember it so that you learn from it. Right, but you can also let go. Oh yeah, well, especially Sorry, if you keep bringing the same kind of shit back into your life, right? Yeah. So exactly. if you're if you're constantly removing the same kind of people out of your life, yeah. and in the need of constantly forgiving the same type of stuff, you, you know, you might want to look at yourself because you're probably the problem, right? You're mm -hmm. allowing the same kind of things to go on in the same kind of patterns to happen so at that point who's really responsible for what's going on in your world mm -hmm. is it them yeah. because they're doing it to you or is it you because you're allowing these people into your circle and you don't have healthy boundaries around that and so yeah. the yeah. patterns repeat so dana question for you is it easier to forgive others or yourself shut up okay <laughs> <laughs> um this is what happens when you know your friends too well and which questions to ask. Yeah. No, it's, that's a hard thing because we, we talked about that a little bit earlier. And for me, it's really kind of a, a, it's a forgiveness is a really complicated topic for me because especially for myself, like if I do something that disappoints me and I obviously i mean you have to forgive yourself for things because you have to move beyond it but um a lot of the things that i decide about um they're just uh i say it to myself in my head like i verbalize it and i'm like yep all right we'll process this we're gonna realize the consequences i'm gonna change my behavior or attempt to change my behavior so that this instance doesn't happen again 
and it's done and over with. There's no reason to hold on to the guilt and shame about whatever the situation is and then try to move on. So I can say all that. I can process it in a healthy way, but do I necessarily forgive myself? Like, do I internalize it? Do I feel forgiven? Do I feel okay with myself? And a lot of times the answer is no. Um, I can, I can walk away from it feeling, um, guilty and shame. I can be triggered by similar things and even, uh, very nearly fall back into the negative behavior that I originally had to forgive myself for. Self-sabotage because it's yeah. what we do as humans, right? Yep. I mean, it, it takes practice it, when you have a, a negative behavior or a habit, it takes practice to break it and you have to be vigilant. So one of the things that I have a problem with is I really am good at self-shaming and guilting myself. Uh, powerful because it's the most effective way for me to change my behavior if i feel ashamed of something i did and i feel guilty about something that i did you can rest assured that i am hyper vigilant to make sure that that doesn't happen again and it's in the forefront of my mind and i feel really terrible and by having that in my peripheral constantly and floating around in my head it creates a boundary to prevent me from repeating that behavior. So your um, motivation for yourself is guilt and shame. Oh yeah. Now to take it one step further, and this is kind of for everybody, can you forgive yourself if someone else can't? Um, that makes, I don't, wow. Yeah. Um, nope. Um, I mean, I can say I do. It depends. Do I, do I feel like I did? Probably not. I think it takes a really long, especially for me, like, it, you know, time heals. Like, it takes me a long time to slowly let that feeling dissipate before it is at a manageable level. And by the time it's actually, like, in the past and it's more of a memory than it is, like, a constant rumination, uh, by that time, I've probably done 10 other things that compound my guilt and shame up front. So it's, it, there's, there's always, were you raised there. Catholic? Wow. It's weird that you could pick up on that. Oh. Well, <laughs> no, it's okay. And no, seriously. Cause I was raised Catholic. It's yeah. It's, it's literally the entire, it's how the whole call is put together. Yeah. Like it's based on shame and guilt. It's not just Catholics. It's Italian cat. You know what I mean? The Italian. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's, and it's, oh. being, well, I wasn't gonna a lot of it's that. parenting too. And a lot of it's yeah. just like your mental oh, yeah. mechanisms. Like I think a person that genuinely wants to be a good person and do right by people and that want, uh, and is motivated to make people around them happy. Um, the most, hurtful thing. I mean, the, the thing that they want to avoid more than anything else is feeling bad or feeling sad or feeling guilty or shame about mm -hmm. something they did to hurt somebody else. And so for me, like, that's the most powerful motivator there is to change my behavior is guilt and shame. And but, but it's not, we, it's not yeah. something I learned, I think so much as it's something that is a coping mechanism or a survival mechanism that I've adopted to make my behavior as good as it can be for me. So let's take that a step further though, because there's, there's, we all can think of that person or those people in your life who you cross them once and, and they will never, ever forgive. Mm -hmm. It's, 
Um, and it, for me, it can be very, it can be, it's, so it's several things. One, it's difficult for me to watch somebody who doesn't have the capacity for forgiveness because I watch the pain and suffering that they create for themselves when they live in judgment of others and they feel that they're entitled to hold on to this hurt and anger that in the long run only hurts them. So I think it can be, it's hard not to seek the approval and acceptance of others, but how many people have you come across in life who just don't have the capacity for forgiveness? And when we tie our own happiness and our own self-worth to whether or not other people can accept us for who we are as humans and accept that we're going to screw up, we're going to make mistakes, right? Yeah. That can be a very difficult space to be stuck in saying, well, I'm never going to be okay with myself if this person can't forgive me for how they perceive I did something, whether I did or didn't, right? Mm -hmm. I've struggled with that a lot in my life saying, or feeling like I was horribly misunderstood with what my intentions were. My intentions I thought were good, but they weren't perceived that way by somebody else. And then they're holding on to this anger towards me or this pain towards me and they can't let go of it. But what I do with that becomes very complicated, right? Do I cast them off and say that their feelings don't matter because that wasn't my intent? Or do I try to see where their hurt comes from and work through that? It's, you know, do you keep coming back to trying to save the relationship or are, or is it just two people standing on opposite sides of a series of events or fact pattern and, and neither person is willing to move and say, Oh, maybe I didn't see it from your perspective. I didn't understand. Well, I think that's kind of a loaded question. Mm -hmm. I think you really have to know the relationship, the other person, you know what I mean? Like, that's not a simple answer. No, it's not. That's no, a no. very complex question that it really has to go by the dynamics of the relationship and where you're at, you know? Because I think there are times with certain people in your life that, you know, the relationship is that important where shit happens. Life happens. And well, sometimes maybe people show you who they are, too. Yeah. But, you know, maybe there's something that just doesn't go over well and you kind of just have to let it go and maybe not get over it uh, if the person means that much to you. I, I, you know, I mean, you just there's some things that you're just not going to agree on and you either have to be OK with them, accept them for who they are. Or you get rid of them, you yeah. know, I mean, I that's do, if someone's not going to forgive you, you just have to give them their space. I mean. There's, you can't force somebody to forgive you. And think about how, um, think about how simple life must be for someone where everything's so black and white and yes and no that they can just say, well, this action is unforgivable and you are gone now. Poof. That's, you know? my, but yeah. that's, that's my brother and my sister-in-law. I haven't talked to them in 10 years. They moved into our house after our house burned down oh, yeah. to help me with Craig and ended up doing a lot of damage to the house and my sister-in-law and my niece left in the middle of the night uh one day and my brother stuck it out with the, the three boys and my youngest niece 
<clears throat> to finish out the school year for the boys. And um, they left and I have, <laughs> I have talked to them twice since that happened. I mean, my, they, my brother almost, sorry about the dogs. They have opinions I, about this topic too. Do. They're triggered. Yeah. They do. My brother uh, coded on an operating table four times, um, and we weren't really told about it. I was not told about it. My sister-in-law um, and my nieces were broke their necks in a car accident. My sister-in-law was thrown from a vehicle um, and uh, trapped underneath the vehicle. Um, right. We weren't really told about it. Um, they didn't talk to my parents and it all kind of stems from all of these actions that they took and my my brother and my sister-in-law's way of doing things is all or nothing and it is literally all or nothing and these things happened a bunch of events happened where uh family inheritance was involved and money was involved they stopped talking to my parents they started talking to my parents again um, but I am still like a cancer to them. They refuse to talk to me or my or Craig. Well, you brought up another interesting question that I hadn't previously considered, which is that does the does the pending death or mortality of someone change the dynamics in relationships as well? I'm sorry, I, my computer froze. What was that? So does somebody's longevity or their, you know, so you find out someone has a, you know, short time to live. Are you more, I know what Jeffrey, I know where Jeffrey's going with this, but uh -oh. oftentimes you see reconciliations happen or an attempt to bring people together when you find out that, um, you know, a relative or a friend or somebody that was close to you long ago is, is, you know, it, it, Death often brings about reconsideration and reconciliation. Yeah, but look at Craig. Craig Craig has ALS. I mean, ALS. Every study still says three to five years is the is the longevity of somebody with ALS. And Craig is it'll be fourteen years in October that he's had ALS, and he has been trachmented for ten. He's been quadriplegic for twelve. It's not been an easy life, and. No, I mean, and I, I frankly could not tell you the reasons why my brother and my sister-in-law will not talk to us. I couldn't, I could, at this point in the light, in my life, I have Craig and, and I could care less. I mean, if they don't want to talk to me, that's their decision and it is what it is. I know I never did anything to them. If they feel unjustly that I did something to them by siding with um, my parents on a situation, okay then that's their feeling but i'm not going you know it is what it, it, it i mean i hate to saying it is what it is but it literally is what it is i mean i can't change the fact of the matter about what was the facts of the situation were and there were facts to the situation and um they didn't like it because a lot of things have always kind of gone their way and this particular item did not go their way and I have not and when things come very easy to some people regardless of how many times they've effed up in the past and one thing doesn't go their way 
as they'll blame everybody else but themselves. No, so. and I think responsibility is a key component of forgiveness, right? Oh yeah, and 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 my I forgive. I really forgive everybody. I try not to hold grudges. I try not to. Um, I take my life lessons as they come to me, because. I'm grateful for the time I do have for Craig. And it just taught me a lot of lessons in life that life is way too freaking short to like hold on to these things. I mean, if I really was trying to hold on to things, I mean, Craig's mother was awful. She was awful to him. She was awful to us. She was, and she passed and Craig had no feeling about it. I mean, he literally said the witch, wicked witch is dead. It's like when she passed, I mean, which is to me horrible to him, how he felt. Right. Right. So it's like, do you, do, did he ever forgive her? I think at, at that point he was like, F it, you know, which is that forgiving? I, I, some people. Yeah. I think that's a form of forgiveness. Yeah. To just say I'm done with it. Yeah. Just say, it. well, if you're no longer giving energy. Yes, energy and allowing yourself to be consumed in pain by someone else's actions. And that is a, a form of forgiveness for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, so, Brian, how does forgiveness show up in your life? And what does that look like for you? Usually it's me asking for forgiveness. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, Whether I or not think it's okay. Whether Usually the mouth flaps away. Or is it just because? Oh no! I always are you them. are you conflict avoidant or are you just trying oh, to no. clean up the mess? No, I'm the opposite. I'm conflict looking for it. You're walking around <laughs> with the with the kerosene in one hand and the torch in the other. Oh, I've yeah, I'm I'm, tra I'm trying avoidance. to be new, a new person. <laughs> He's got the pitchfork. That doesn't look like a pitchfork, Jeffrey. Let's not make. I was like, Jesus. What you were just doing. I thought you were doing one of Donald Trump's dances. No, well, it looked that didn't look it looked different. <laughs> Listen, you filthy pig. <laughs> All right. Another new one's unforgiveness. Are you is it harder for you to forgive someone that has hurt someone you love? Oh. Hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, it just yeah, so happens <laughs> there's been this bitch around, okay? that just has done some people in my life wrong and I just can't get past it because to me it's like it's the mortal sin right mm -hmm. it's accusing innocent people of things that they didn't do and for me like I have this just like this thing right the Libra in me is I need balance you I and need, I are Libras we are right? I, I need those things scales of justice yeah Ooh. yeah and, and and two the thing is is my whole life I've always had to felt like I needed to prove myself right um you know that was one of my mom's specialty was you don't deal in reality um you know because she didn't want anybody to rock the boat and everything had to be pretend perfect and things so to see somebody go and do those things, that sets me into the stratosphere. So those kind of things like certain people in politics or whatever, that you see that they're lying, know that they're lying, but they're getting away with it, that stuff eats away at my core. Yeah. I, I have a really hard time with any of that. Um, 
And I have a hard time being quiet about it. That's a, you know, that's an interesting line to draw because you could have, um, you can have somebody that does a really shitty thing to a person and it might be somebody that's special to you and somebody that like you care about and it hurt that person really bad, like whether it be financially or emotionally, whatever, physically. Um, but that's a, that's a consequence where it only affected one person. It just happened to be that that one person you cared about. But then you look at like the broader spectrum of these like giant influential figureheads, like people like Elon Musk and Bill Gates and like these people that are making decisions in the public's eye and it's involving billions and billions of dollars spread across corporations after corporations. Like look at the suffering that happens in like Amazon's warehouses, people on public assistance, like just to be able to well, live. We, we got one that just happened this weekend. I mean, it's not really political, but look at uh, the new, uh, what the hell is that movie? Top Gun. Okay. Yeah. Top Gun 2 just okay. came out. $153 million this weekend. Uh -huh. And everybody's just conveniently forgetting this dude is into Scientology. Now we know what it is. Yeah. We, we know what it's for. Uh -huh. He abandoned his daughter, yeah. converted his other children away from Nicole Kidman. Sure. And everybody's okay with it. And they're going to go support him. Yeah. yeah We're well, just going to pretend yeah. that all this garbage about Scientology is not out into the world and that we don't know no better. We're just, oh, because it's Tom Cruise, it's okay? Yeah. What? Well, it's, it's how it's Why me? I'm going to pirate it. Here you've, got, here you've got people like, but like, you've got people that are responsible for the suffering of hundreds and thousands of people, like around yeah. the country, around yeah. the globe. Look at like Putin. Like the stuff that yeah. he's done is horrible. I mean, there, but how, how is it that like, it seems to on an individual basis for me it would be much harder for me to forgive that person that hurt somebody i cared about than it would be to forgive the person that hurt all these people that i don't know it's interesting like when you when you take that personal perspective on it like if yeah. if it were somebody that I knew personally, I would be a lot more passionate about it. But because I'm disassociated from it, right? It, it seems almost easier. So there's this kind. Of, I I don't know really what the point is of that perspective that I was trying to bring up. But I just I just yeah, kind of wanted to highlight that kind of interesting like double edged sword of forgiveness too. Like well, even you know, like if it's somebody that does something to me directly, like I'm less. Mm -hmm pissed off than it is if it's somebody else but at the same time like so if it's somebody in like a relationship dynamic and i'm equally friends with both of them like i don't get in the middle of shit you know what i mean like that's your bag of shit i'm not picking sides and i don't you know what i mean like i don't think you should get in the middle of it but when somebody does something that i feel like crosses all kinds of boundaries or lines like there's no coming back from certain things with me yeah you know, and once you cross that line, especially I think in the last like five years, six years of all the shit that I've been through, like there's no coming back. And I'm just like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. I'm and I don't I, and I don't know if it's even about forgiveness, if it's about acknowledgement, it's about whatever. But it's like you are not going to hurt, I mean, hurt yeah. the people I care about and get away with this shit. Like, I'm not going to watch that go on. Yeah. Because I'll come with, for you. I'm that way with my, with Craig and the people that I love. Like, you, I will see black. 
Oh, and the advocacy part of me, like you were saying, Dana, wants to be able to do so much more for the groups of people that I, I have seen hurt by things. But I think, you know, there's only so much individually that we are able to do as individuals, you know, yeah. when it comes to gun reform or LGBTQIA rights or well, abortion, abortion rights. I mean, there's it's so many things that are affecting us directly. I mean, there is things we could all do, right? If everybody yeah. in the world stopped going to work tomorrow and said, yeah. we're not, we're all going on strike. Nobody's doing anything until you all do something tomorrow. If no teacher went to school tomorrow in New York state, across the entire state tomorrow, nobody sent their kids to school tomorrow, that would send a very clear message, right? If mm -hmm. we all stopped going and, and do, like we all could, but nobody does. Because yeah, I'm mean, just one person, what can I do? The first thing that people can do is vote. The very first thing people can do is go out and vote. But you could vote, but haven't, I mean, yeah, who are we voting for? That bag or shit sandwich? I know. Well, no, I mean, yes, yeah, no, and it's true. I mean, yeah. what's what's unfortunate is that you know we have these, um, you know, unless you're willing to get your hands dirty with things, I mean, we have when it comes to women's rights, we've got what thirteen states that have trigger laws that as soon as you know the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. Uh, the, instantly abortions are illegal we have states like texas or pennsylvania texas where an 18 year old can go buy a, a handgun and 13 rounds of uh, ammunition and the next day have a school shooting or you know a kid in uh upstate new york can cross the line over to pennsylvania and buy an illegal portion to his gun to make it a bump stock I mean, we have these things happening that, you know, those are the kind of things that I carry with me that, I mean, I, I know a lot of people would be like, why do you carry those things with you? Why, why, why would those things to you be unforgivable? But I think those are a lot of the things to me that are unforgivable. I, I posted so something on my let Instagram. Me, let me ask you a question. Is it possible to forgive the person who committed the crime? Is it easier to forgive the person who committed the crime than it is to forgive the electors, the politicians, the policymakers, I think those who are not pay, those who have uh, who have created the environment to allow these things just to happen? Where mental health, I think, is a huge. That's the biggest concern of all, right? That's not yes. being addressed up and down every issue, right? Well, and if you say mental health, though, then you have the other side attacking you a, because they're saying, oh, you, right. you can't say mental health because it's not about yeah. mental health. It's about guns. Yeah, but it's both. Well, every single person that's ever committed a violent act is somebody in a mental health crisis. Like, right. This but is you can't it, like, say that. But you can't, you can't, you, say, you can't that. say that because, because you, if you, you say that, then it's well, not about because we have well, to say no, it's about the guns. Has, we don't say it's about has, guns. Everybody right, on the left no, side gets very, very angry. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about Twitter. just guns. I know, but I'm not talking about just guns. I'm talking about any like whether you stab the shit out of somebody or 
any type of violent act that you're doing, I agree. You're having some type of break with totally reality. went in the wrong direction. No, Jeffrey, you're right though. But that's, I mean, it's just very frustrating the, for me because the polarizing... it's, it's yes, yes, it's very. I don't right? think you necessarily me, have an it, illness. It makes me hate Democrats because it's like you're doing exactly what they're doing, but on the opposite side of this. Like you're attacking me because you think that I think like them just because I said something about mental health. No, no, well, I'm not using mental thing. health as a scapegoat because I'm talking about mental health. You think I'm taking something away from the gun conversation. Like yeah, right. it's about both. They're not mutually but, exclusive. But it's for about me, both, right? for me, like you can take away the guns, but then they're going to go ram a car into a crowd of people yeah, or I mean, they're going to go online and learn how to build something that's going to explode. They're the going to do something Which is why else. at the root of it, you need to address yeah. mental health. So if right. we don't take care of mental health, we're still going to have a problem mm -hmm. in this country. Well, so you can cry all you want about guns because I don't see you. And 54% of all gun or deaths in this country is actually suicides. Did you know that? I didn't know that. 54%. So more people die from suicide by guns in this country than any other way. It's suicides. I just think the, the gun thing has been going on for so long. We, I mean, we, we did ban um, assault rifles back in, in the 90s. 94. Yeah. 94 to 2004. That's when Columbine happened. Just get rid happened. of them. Get rid of it. I mean, it slows it down. But... Where there's a will, there's a way, and that's the that's the issue. Right, I mean, right, somebody right. has that will to do that. I They're mean, gonna find back, a way to do it. You get back to like the term of forgiveness. Here you have people that they're a black and white person. They can say, "Well, this, I'm, I'm, I cannot forgive these people. I am passionate about ending them and making the example, and this is how I'm going to do it." They they can't forgive, and they're. I almost find it easier to forgive those people because they're obviously misled. They have mental health they're broken. problems. They're broken. Yeah, they're misled and they're yeah. passionate. They feel helpless. They feel like that's the only thing they can do to make things better or make a difference is to do that thing. And that's sad. Like I can that's forgive somebody who's sad yeah. like that. But then now let's go the other end of the spectrum. The people that make useless gun legislation. And mm -hmm. I'll use the example, like, from New York State, like, the SAFE Act. Like, what it did was it changed the amount of bullets that a magazine mm -hmm. could have in it from 10 to 7. So you have to buy, like, an extra magazine instead of mm -hmm. just having one less. So that did nothing. And then they limit the amount of cosmetic parts that you can put on a rifle. Those do nothing for safety. That yeah. is nothing. Right. So here you so the problem I have with forgiving the people in the government is that they can completely vote for something, understanding that it will make no difference, no difference. whatsoever. But they're, but they're, they're they want to pat placate. on the back. They're they placating a certain back. audience to say that they, they've taken yeah. Literally what it is. You've got these people that they're, they're, they're ambivalent. They're, they, they just don't care. They're... They, they're doing whatever will maintain their popular opinion. And it's, that's what it's about. You have, you have somebody who has a chance to make a law about something that could meaningfully change the Instead, way. Instead, we're moving people... grains of salt from yeah. one side to the other. Right. right. Yeah, they, could, they could make a meaningful change in like how gun permits are handed out or 
uh, how mental health is part of a background check or mm -hmm. like uh -huh. how like if you have a handgun permit or a gun license to begin with like renewing it demonstrating that you're safe with it demonstrating and it's harder to get a driver's license than it is it to get really a right here's the thing in in texas it is illegal as a as a, as a as any human being in texas in texas it is illegal if you have more than six sex toys than it is to have a gun at 18. Huh. i mean that's how screwed up their laws are in texas and well, you Texas, 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 yeah. But I'm just saying, I mean, that <clears throat> this is what we're talking. This is more difficult for me to, to forgive the, the police officers. But this that, is the whole argument, right? Is that they're, they're, they're like you said, the sex toys, right? So they're, they're saying we're taking away women's rights. Yeah. We're, we're taking yeah. away women's rights, but you can't mm -hmm. take our guns. We, yeah. we don't want to wear masks. Because you can't take away our rights, but we're going to control a woman's body. And oh, by the way, you cannot get your trans child therapy. Yeah. Well, I also. But, well, but, well, but we can't. We, we, we can't. You can't take our rights. You can't take our rights away. But we're going to take away the, your rights. Yeah. Because you're not how a white the, male. Exactly. Well, how, come, how come police don't have like high-powered rifles like AK-47s, M16s, AR-15s? But here's the thing that 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 because police why, department I, that police department last year. April of twenty April twenty one of last year, they got a twenty three million dollar grant to completely armor themselves in level level four armor oh, yeah. wow. and SWAT team. They were full. That whole police department had yeah. the ability to be in level four armor to oh, okay. storm that school and stop that child because yeah. he's a child. I mean, he was eighteen years old. He's a child and didn't. And I'm sorry if you took a choice. And my, I'm oh. looking at my, I'm looking at my husband's, my husband's dad's police officer hat. My, my husband's dad was a police officer. I'm looking at his hat right now. You took an oath to protect and serve. That was the oath that you took. A, an AK, and 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 I don't, I don't want to put this visual in people's head, but the exit wound of an AK-47 is the size of an orange, and those babies were under ten years old. They had to do DNA swabs because they couldn't even, you, you couldn't did, tell. There, there was no way know, to recognize what child it was. But did you know some, some of the families are actually considering having open casket funerals and allowing the media in because I, they want to they do what they could do. Well, it's what, Emmett, it's what Emmett Till's mom did yeah, decades ago. And it Good. made a huge impact on the civil rights movement. And I, I, I don't want to see that, but I think them doing that is one of the bravest things they can do. And it's yeah. one of the things that will actually shock people into going, wow. Because I, I think you're right, Chris, and I don't think people know what a gun does to people. No. Like well, I mean, and, and I'm sorry. And I, I agree with what Beto did. I mean, people called Beto a coward to go in there and during, um, you know, the press conference and say anything and call out. Call oh, what? Out, Abbott uh, came back afterwards Abbott. and changed his tune, but he's telling two yeah. different stories depending on who he's in front of. And Christian, I don't know. I think you're giving those police, you know, uh, such a hard time now. Girl, they did go in. They went in and saved their own children. Yeah, an hour later. Well, and, and then there, there again comes the, in, like, for, in terms of forgiveness, like, what are the intentions? What are the intentions? Like, a police officer, that's their job. Like, can you imagine, like, going into no. your job where you are, you might die? 
Like, no. you're going to be scared. You're going to stand out there and be like, well, can we do anything else other than go in and die? But, like, it's, all, but, it is no, also, but, but it's also, also a job you chose to do. It is. Yeah, it is. But you know Sometimes what? Sometimes it's out of desperation, too. Like, it's, maybe that's it's, what you had to do because that's what was available to you. It's also one of the most traumatic, difficult. I mean, a, a, any job in law enforcement is yeah. unimaginably. You're under. You're yes. You're continuously. Yep. You're twenty four seven subjected to the yep. worst traumas and the worst horrors that most people. Oh, but Kelly, are, you, they get lots of therapy to help them regulate a no, healthy mindset. No, they don't. I know. Exactly. I mean, it's so, it's a terrible situation. Thing, I mean, it's, I, hear, yeah. I, I I hear what you're saying, but I also ha- I also take I also have an issue with that because I also know a lot of police officers that were sitting there bitching and griping that nurses were saying how difficult COVID was for them. Right. So it's an empathy issue. It's but, but yeah, because I'm sorry. I, I mean, nurses did not become nurses to watch people die. Nurses became nurses to save people. Well, and so did police. And I, and I think that's where I have an issue well, with judging well. any, judging people. <laughs> I, I would most of the police officers and the people that I, I've known in law enforcement have done it. It they started out with the right reasons, but it's a broken system just like healthcare. So changes, I, you, I mean, in my yeah. mind, I can't not have empathy for for one profession and and not the other. The problem is that we can't see each other for who we are and what our challenges are because the whole system is broken, and mental have- health is at the center of all of it. Whether it be burnout for it's it's burnout for physicians, for caretakers, for law enforcement, for I mean, so many professions are have. I, I think though, about having a illness. I it's think about for, having an issue with mental health. On Kristen's point, though, I think the biggest, the hardest pill to swallow in that though, was the fact that they were actively stopping other parents. That if you're too afraid to go in. Right? Because these kids were Aiden's age. It would have been Aiden's class. If you think for one fucking second mm-hmm. that you would have stopped me from going in there to get my fucking kids, but you better catch me with a bullet. Well, I just right? want to play devil's app. It's plowing through you because I'm going to catch the bullet, right? I'm going through a window. I'm doing whatever I got to do. I'm getting to my fucking kids. Your little pussy ass can sit out here, but I'm going to go get to my kids. I just like, want to play devil's advocate for a second. Like, what if, like, what if a cop did allow a person who was armed to go in and get their kid, and they go in there to get their kid, and the shooter shoots them in the head and kills them? Yeah. Do you think that their That's... family's not going to sue? Wait a second. Do you think the family's not going to sue the shit out of the police department? Of course they are. The, the families are going to sue the shit out of the police department anyway because the sheriff. But they'll win that. The sheriff went that. on there if, and if saying you, they made a mistake. You let, if a Whoa. cop let somebody across the You, you know there's barrier, reports then... going around that it was actually a parent that took the shooter out, right? I, I, allegedly. But Probably that is a sexist. report going around. <laughs> I'm that surprised they waited for the police the to get took, there. Right. Listen, the police the police are an integral part of our society, and I get that, and I respect the, our police forces. I I also believe that we need to defund some of our police departments. We need to defund some of our police departments and reallocate where that money goes. I mean, you have that case in Rochester where the man was completely naked, 
and suffering from a mental health breakdown and they shot him dead. And he was completely naked. He didn't have anything in his hands. He was suffering. Wait, was he white? No, no. No, of course. Weird. Shockingly. Here I thought I, I mean, found a way out, but No, no. <laughs> I don't I'm I mean, and I, I respect, I, I do, I respect our police forces. I respect the men and women that choose to put the uniform on. It is not a job that I would ever have chose to do or would choose to do. I believe, though, that the money needs to be allocated where, I mean, you've got New York State, New York I, City, who gets how many billion then, dollars a year can i just paint a little picture of what a little rosy scenario in my head would be imagine this imagine if police officers got paid 50 percent more than they make right now to do a humane job and they only had to work 20 hours a week the other 20 hours a week they had to work in a different way on their mental health they had to go to therapy they had to do team building exercises they had to refresh themselves on the laws that they have to enforce and they so, had can, more people to support them in the community instead of SWAT trucks and armored vehicles and all this other mindless nonsense that these small towns don't need. Like so, some some communities that. have some communities have done that. Uh, when I was working for Access CNY as a mental health counselor, uh, they had a program with the Syracuse police and the police departments that surround like Liverpool, Cicero, all these places to um we they basically asked the families that we served if they would be interested in meeting the police that you would be responding to their house if there was ever an incident and of course they said yes and the police wanted to meet them and so the police went and met all these people and sat with these kids who have autism or schizophrenia or whatever and got to meet them and they had a couple incidents where the person had a mental health break and the police already knew the person. Yep. And we're able to And like, that's community policing. And that's yeah. community And that's policing. what needs that to happen. That is what should happen. Yeah, exactly. Community policing is what should be happening. I agree. Yeah. But that was a great because, program they did. Well, I And that was the thing like you if you went back like 75 years ago, your local police guy, everybody knew him. Like he walked around town or drove around town. You knew who he was. Be like, "Oh, it's Officer Johnny." Hey, like he knew everybody. Like well, another That's, part of that another part of that program was like a lot of our trainings that were done by the state. The police would come and sit in on the training so they could understand a little bit more about the actual mental health aspect of it. So, because yeah. because in in their defense, sometimes somebody who's having a mental health break looks just like somebody who's on PCP, or looks but, just like yeah. somebody. You know, well, it, but, if you're not trained, you don't know the difference. Right. So here's the problem, though: is there's not a corporation that manufactures uh, therapists and yoga instructors and uh, diversity training. Dana, uh, oh, actually, Dana, we happen to have a friend whose aunt owns or her sister owns a company who I bought the house from called Verbal Judo that teaches police just that thing. But their name is really? Halliburton and they don't mass produce weaponry. And they don't have people <laughs> that are influencing legislators. Right. No, you're right. I mean, it's an imbalance yeah, in a, priorities, for sure. Yeah, lobbyists. Yeah. It's the lobbyists and where the money is coming from. And, I mean, it, it, it's unfortunate. And, I mean, I, I can only pray that 
what has been happening the last few weeks can change something in the United States. I, something I, constructive. Exactly. Something constructive. It's because we are in a mental health crisis. I don't care your color. We are in a mental health crisis. We need to make sure that mental health is a priority for everyone. Stop the stigma <coughs> of mental health being only for, you know, the rich damaged, white lady yeah. or the damaged whoever. We need to take care of our soldiers when they come home. I mean, we had to shut down streets by our university here because, uh, you know, a, a soldier had come home and he uh, went by the local um, military, you know, recruiting office and laid down all his <coughs> weapons. I mean, it, and those are those are things that they're not forgetting. Those are things that they've gone through that they will never forget. Yeah. I'm speaking of forgiveness and forgetting. I mean, there are people in this world that have seen things that most of us will never, ever, ever see, and they will never, ever forget it. Mm -hmm. And we need to help those people. And, you know, I don't want to sound like some, you know, Susie homemaker that can fix everybody and do all this other stuff. Cause I know I certainly am not the one that can do that, but my support is there and my DMS are always open for anybody who needs anything. And, you know, I think it's a, a, a very important that we let people know that getting mental health help does not make you weak. It is whether you are a man or a woman it does not make you, it does, speaking to somebody does not make you weak or broken. Or asking for help. And I think as we kind of round out the hour here, I think um, the other side of forgiveness and in light of everything going on right now is we need far more empathy in the world. And um, I think Jeffrey's making a face at me. I'm just thinking, like, not when it comes to my mother, bitch. That's all. No, but you've already, no, you've dealt with that, and you have had empathy around that. You have. So, I, I Yes, think I sent her a very nice urn. <laughs> It'll come in handy. At some uh, hopefully point. soon. Hurry up, bitch. All right, well, we're going to wrap up our, our another week seven here with how we ended up this way. Thank you guys for indulging the topic. I think we went in a, a lot of unexpected directions, and I appreciate the conversation. I hope you all did, too. Don't we always go in unexpected directions? It's Kelly? kind of our yeah. thing. You try and keep us on track. Maybe that should be the title of the show, Unexpected Directions. <laughs> try and keep us on track. This way. Consistently mm -hmm. a little bit. Cool. <laughs> and on that note, bye. 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 It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.